Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. One of the great joys in my life is being of service to others. And I can tell you that you feel the same way based on the generosity you have shown in this year's Clark's Christmas Kids campaign. Now, you can still donate to ClarksChristmasKids.com to help out a child in foster care. You know, these kids get gifts only because of you. Now, I get a gift from you each Friday is hearing how I can do better serving you in our Clark Stink segment. And that's up first today. And later, you know, you may or may not be aware, but we offer free one-on-one advice. And our Team Clark Consumer Action Center hears on a number of topics. And in the second half of this podcast, we're going to talk with our Team Clark director, to find out what things are really troubling people right now, what questions they really have in our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. But first, without further ado, drum roll, please. I should have never encouraged Clark you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. Okay, we're going to start with this one from Daniel. You tout Roth IRAs continuously, but never note that the math is the same whether you place money in a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. With a Roth, you place in post-tax dollars and then do not get taxed on withdrawals. For a traditional, you pay with pre-tax dollars. If you invest the tax money saved on a traditional IRA, then you end up over the years in the same place as a Roth. The Roth IRA is only a bet that the tax rates will be lower in the future, but no one knows what the future tax rates will be. The other issue no one mentions is that Congress could change the tax law and make Roth IRA withdrawals taxable. That would be double loss as you would be taxed on the way in and the way out. With the deficit growing, the politicians could see the Roth IRAs as a big pot of money to be taxed. Do you trust politicians to keep their word? And that's from Daniel. Daniel, okay, so first of all, You don't know that I am a sly, sinister character. Why is it that I would love the Roth IRA so much more than a traditional? Because the limits on contributions are such, what you can contribute in a year, that if I get you to do the Roth IRA, 
you're effectively contributing roughly 30% more towards your retirement than if you do traditional. Since you're capped at 6000 bucks a year, if I get you up to the cap and you do a traditional, you end up effectively with 30% less money down the road than you do with the Roth because you can put in more money. And with the deficits you referred to, the odds are higher down the road that we will have higher tax rates, meaning that the Roth is potentially a better deal tax-wise. Now, as to the issue you bring up, Congress playing reverse Robin Hood and saying, yeah, trust us, put money in this after-tax dollars, let it grow tax-free, spend it tax-free, and then say, ah, we were just kidding 30 or 40 years ago, and now we're going to eat up your wallet? Possible, but not likely. It's one of those things that could happen, but the risk level of it is very, very low. Possible, but low. Recently, you commented about someone who had their Facebook page hacked and subsequently taken down. You gave solid advice, but I have another trick to try. A couple of months ago, this happened to my girlfriend. She lost her account in thousands of pictures from the past decade. Her good friend is even an engineer at Facebook, and he told her nothing could be done. Q Reddit. Several people suggested and had success with buying an Oculus device owned by Meta and requires your Facebook account to sign in and use it to restore their accounts. She was able to buy the device, call the Oculus support helpline, and within 24 hours, her account was fully restored. And that's from Zach. Okay, that is news of the diabolical. <laughs> I love how Reddit is this rebel kind of platform. Reddit rocks. Yeah, where people give you all kinds of workarounds. Um, that is evil genius kind of category stuff that... Facebook is so trying to make their purchase of the Oculus stuff work that they're even willing to turn the other way when they think you've done something really bad and they've <laughs> killed your account, and then that will get it restored. What else is Zuckerberg going to come up with, right? Right. Recently on your show, a caller asked how she could get rid of her timeshare that was ruining her credit. Clark told her to keep paying her maintenance fees, call the timeshare company, and she might have to pay them something to take it back so they could resell it to their next victim. Several years ago, my husband and I were in the same boat as this caller, tired of paying over the ever-increasing maintenance and other fees and just feeling bamboozled. I'd heard that sometimes contacting the company and writing and telling them you no longer wish to keep the timeshare and asking them to just take it back might work. I was skeptical considering you always hear even death doesn't stop them, but I wrote the letter and to my surprise, it worked. I think it might have helped that ours was paid in full, and yes, we were up to date on the fees, but it's worth a try. All they can do is say no, and that's from Amy. Amy, thank you. I, I love that. It's weird to think that you were lucky that you paid a timeshare off in full, and you were walking away with it with zero value, and you felt lucky, which talks to how fundamentally broken and defective timeshares are. But thank you for mentioning that, that it worked for you. And that's a suggestion I should give going forward. You may stink, but that of a lovely fragrance of lavender on a warm and breezy day. I love your podcasts and books and wish you were single. I am a 60-year-old single retired woman that lives in San Jose, California. How do I find a guy that respects money? Seriously, I don't know if it's where I live, but I don't want to be a nurse with the purse. 
Have you any have any suggestions where I can meet a nice man that respects me as well as money? My other concern is I have a college student. I want him to have the same respect for money that you and I believe, but his dad's belief are that money burns a hole in his pocket. My son is getting tainted by my ex's views of how money is used. What kid doesn't want money spent on them, but I need to alter his views? Janet. So, Janet, first of all, you should watch the movie from the 80s, um, Coming to America, <laughs> and see where you meet a nice person. That gives a nice <laughs> woman. Let's see, you meet him at the library, at church, <laughs> the things. It was funny because um, it, is, it is hard, obviously, to meet people who are going to share your values. And I know a lot of people use the dating sites where you're able to filter people out. And it, it is difficult to find people who share your viewpoints, your uh, what you enjoy, all that. And so I'm not really great at that. Do you have any advice? I just agree with her. Man? She doesn't want to be a nurse with a purse. So you just, I don't know, go to an investing club. Now that is very <laughs> clever. All right, let's get uh, wait, to some Wait, that more was very clever. I didn't talk about the son. Oh, yeah. She said her son. Yes. So it's, this is a difficult thing, you know, uh, two parents, whether they're married or divorced, they each have an influence on the children and a child based on how they're wired to a certain extent, they're drawn like a magnet to the parent who they're kind of in sync with. So I don't think that you can definitely blame your uh, former spouse for why your son is developing bad money habits. But I think you the way I approach somebody is from the standpoint of power, that you want to be in control of your life. You don't want to be the one who is in a position where you're worried about going to the mailbox or looking at your email about what bill is due. Um, you don't want to have to go to work because I owe, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. If you do it with your son from a positive message, getting power and control in his life, that's a positive thing instead of talking about be better with saving money and all that, which is more like you need to go on a diet. Nobody really wants to hear that. But if instead, if it's a message of empowerment, that's where you can grab a hold of somebody. And the goal is being in control and being independent. And you do that with good money habits. I would never say he stinks, but I wanted to let Clark know that based on his podcast, he seems to believe the only way to get to Antarctica is on a boat. I was worried about a long voyage on Drake's Passage as well, and so I found an opportunity to fly to King George Island as part of a trip to an athletic event hosted there. There's an air carrier DAP that will fly you to the Chilean Air Force Base on King George Island. You must remain supervised by DAP personnel at all times. They will supply food and even organize a brief Zodiac ride to see a local penguin colony. There are strict rules about picking up after yourself and prevention of spreading disease. If you really want to go to Antarctica, this is a nice option I would highly recommend, and that's from Seth. Seth, thank you so much because it's bugged me a few things. I've been to every state except one, North Dakota, and every continent except one, Antarctica. I won't go on one of the boats. So being able to fly in, I really appreciate that suggestion. I don't think my wife will go with me, so I might be a solo traveler <laughs> on that trip. But I really want to go see 
Antarctica. So few people in the world have had that great privilege of going to Antarctica. I've been, you know, in the Arctic Circle near the North Pole, and I'd love to go all the way to the other extreme. So thank you for giving me a way that I won't be seasick. Clark doesn't stink much, but the person who wrote in about the value of virtual school really let out a smell that still lingers. His comment that students waste time in school in PE class is an insult to many of us hardworking teachers. Myself, a career-long PE teacher, along with my companion educators who teach music and art, can share hundreds of examples of the positive things kids learn in our classes. Virtual learning students end up sitting in front of a computer all day with no physical activity and no social interaction. My students learn many skills, get plenty of exercise, and understood the value of lifetime physical fitness, things that you can't learn at home staring at a screen. Clark made a good point in this contention that social interaction is vitally important, but as an avid physical fitness advocate, he should have pointed the misguided opinion that the physical education class is a waste of time. And that's from Mr. Gym Teacher. Mr. Gym Teacher. Okay, so... Something that drives me nuts is the time that today kids spend sitting on their rear ends um, with gaming, with social media on their phones and all that. There's not the physical activity that's just even unorganized physical activity that was part of my life growing up. And, you know, we did, we just hung out and did stuff all afternoon long after school, even into the dark and on the weekends and all that and today, unless people are doing some kind of organized activity like PE, kids generally are very sedentary from a young age. I think the health problems we're seeing in teenagers so often are because of that sedentary lifestyle. So I'm with you. Clark said that if you go up into your attic and you can see the rafters, you don't have enough insulation. Rafters support the roof and are above your head in the attic. Ceiling joists hold the right. ceiling below the attic. It is ceiling joists that you see on the floor. Insulation is placed between and possibly above the ceiling joists, not between rafters. Harry. Although mine is between rafters because I have foam. Yeah, but uh, my wording was, was completely the, oh, wrong. Yeah. It is the joists. I should know that because how many times have I raised trusses on a Habitat house? I know all about insulating the joists, and that was just... Uh, that was just a momentary lapse in my brain, and <laughs> you were right. I apologize for that wrong phraseology, and I got to tell you, is many of us around the country face higher heating bills this winter, even though it looks like they're going to be less severe than they seemed to be just a month ago. Getting things like getting proper insulation in your attic is really, really important to reducing those energy bills, the payback on it, so incredibly quick. Uh, coming up next, I'm going to be joined by a extra special guest, an extra special guest. She's a lawyer. Don't hold that against her. <laughs> she is the director of our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
So we have an unusual treat that we have once a year. We have our boss lady, our executive director of the Team Clark Consumer Action Center. And this is where you can get free one-on-one advice. It's something we've been doing for just a whisker less than 29 years where you can talk with a member of our team one-on-one about a question you have, a problem you have, you're looking for uh, answers and solutions. And that's what you do, Laurie, in the Team Clark Consumer Action Center. And you said, I should not have said that you are a lawyer (laughs) because we don't provide legal Legal. advice, but that is your training. That is correct. And so what I wanted to do, you know, I've always believed that the most important thing is to avoid getting into trouble in the first place because that's so much better than trying to work your way out of a bind once you're in it. So you track everything that people are contacting you about, every problem they have, every question. What is the number one thing you've heard from people in 21? Well, we are getting so many calls with respect to used cars or automobiles in general, whether it's repairing the car and having issues with the repair or a lot of calls. And like to your point, I don't like it when we get a call where the damage has been done and you're having to figure out what to do and many times don't have a good solution. And so I wanted you to talk about used car purchases and what's so important to do before you purchase a vehicle to avoid having to call the Consumer Action Center for advice. You want me to answer that or you answer? You go ahead. Well, All right, well so we know the number yeah. one thing you need to do is to get it checked out by an independent mechanic before you purchase the vehicle. And if the whoever you're purchasing the car from will not let you take the car off the lot, you run away. You don't walk, you run. And um, then you also want to um, get it checked out through all the different options like Carfax and, and those places to yeah, because make you, sure it's not in a flood. You run a vehicle sort. title history first because if it's got um, rotten stuff on the title history, like it's been in a flood, which has been a big problem year after year and particularly the last year or whatever, you don't even need to get to the step of having it checked out by a mechanic. But let me tell you, the mechanic thing, mechanic's not going to catch everything. And they may miss something. But you will avoid so many problems. You know, one of the examples I've given over the years is Krista has bought a number of used cars over the years. And there was one she had her laser focus on. And the first three of that model that she paid to have checked out all flunked inspection. They all look good, but flunked inspection. And then the fourth one turned out to be the charm. And it worked fine for years. And having a vehicle checked out by a mechanic helps so much because then it eliminates somebody calling and saying, help, what do I do? I bought this used car. And you hate those questions. I do because there's not a good solution once you've purchased the vehicle. You're not going to have the deal. The dealer is not going to take it back and they don't have to. So... Uh, I know 80% of the market is used vehicles, not new. Please take this to heart when you're buying a used vehicle, even if you're buying what they call CPO, certified pre-owned. 
And they tell you, trust us, we've done 138 different checks on this vehicle. It's fantastic. Nothing's wrong with it at all. Well, I have a relative who bought a luxury car on CPO, and it turned out it had been in a wreck that had frame damage. Didn't know because they didn't have it checked out because they trusted that certified pre-owned it had to be okay. So that mechanic is key. What's next? So the number one call we get is related to customer service, and that's really, really, really broad. But I, we are able to help people, people, and there are ways to go and get what, you know, if, if you've got a complaint or you're not getting a package or there's something wrong with something you purchased or you're not getting the service or many, many different types of customer service issues, there's, there's lots of, of options. And I know, Clark, you talk about social media being so powerful in that situation and how, you know, if you've gone up the food chain and you can't reach anybody, you only state the facts because you can get in trouble if you don't state the facts. But you can go on their Twitter account, their Facebook account, and then just state what's going on and ask them to contact you. There's also the chat, and the wonderful thing about chat is you've got written documentation rather than just verbal. So you can print that out and have that as a resource if you need to continue on with your complaint. We also... Um, like to tell callers that call in, we like to give them the site Elliot.org. Is it great? Elliot.org. And when people, when callers, um, when they see this site, they like, I can see that they're lighting up because you get executive contacts, you get email, um, con you know, you get their email addresses of corporate, um, you get the social media contacts. It depends on the company, how much information you're going to get, but also you can see when it was last updated as well. So it's kept very, very current. So I just wanted to let everyone know that Elliot.org is a wonderful resource for customer service. What else you got for me? So we are, like I said, we're getting so many calls about investing. And one of the interesting and really great things is that our callers and your listeners are investing in their 401ks. And a lot of time that's automatic right now. So um, the employer goes ahead and puts you in a target date fund usually, right? right? And so you don't have to think about what mutual funds you're going to invest in. But we're finding people want to invest in Roth IRAs or IRAs and um, then they're sort of confused. They don't know how to pick the mutual fund, and, and go with it. So we're having to walk them through that and, process. And uh, let, me, let me state, we are not an investment show. The uh, Team Clark Consumer Action Center is not an investment advisory organization. But there are certain guardrails you should know and certain things you can do to get going and, and get started or to start accumulating money. And what... You're talking about that we answer are the basics that you think the way I tr try to explain it is that 401k is a house and a Roth IRA is another house and a traditional IRA is another house. And then so all you have is you have that address, but then you have to furnish it and the furnishing it is the fund or funds that you choose in it. And you'll hear, you just heard Lori, you hear me talk about the target date funds. Because if you're not 
an investment-oriented person, if it's intimidating to you, confusing, or boring, just go target date for the year closest to when you think you might retire, and then the fund company handles that and manages it. Now, not all target date funds are created equal. Some of them have extremely high costs. If you go with one of the low-cost providers, uh, Fidelity, go in their index variety of target fund, go in the Vanguard target funds, Schwab is just three examples, you're going to be good on the cost front. But a lot of others, if you have a 401k run by a big, big bad bank or a full commission stock brokerage or an insurance company, anything like that, or you do an IRA with any of those, you're going to get ripped off to the end of the earth on your target date fund because the fees are sky high and you're going to get much lower returns. So that's kind of, I'm just pointing that out, it's kind of the boundaries of the information you'll hear from us about investing. We're not going to say, oh, well, based on your situation with this much money, you should build a three-stock portfolio, blah, blah, blah. That's not what we do. That's not what we do. And I always do refer them to Clark.com because on the homepage, we have Invest and Retire and wonderful articles to help people um, learn and begin to invest. And to find a fiduciary financial advisor, if you do feel the need to hire somebody to guide you on investing, we'll walk you through how to find a legit person. What else you got? So... Unfortunately, we do. There's always an uptick in fraud at, towards especially the end of the year. But there's been a, a more of a recurrence now with the money apps, with people losing money through or fraudulently all their money from their bank has been removed. When somebody thinks that there's somebody legitimate that they're sending money to and it ends up to be fraudulent. Let's call it what we are talking about. Zelle. Zelle. Cash app. Venmo, these things can be a very useful tool to pay money to family and friends. They are poison when you pay to strangers. And the banks, there's no protection. No protection at all. Yeah. So I just... And by the way, if you go anywhere in the country, you'll see the Zelle billboards all over the place. If you ever wondered if banks are from a very dark place down below... Just think about all those Zelle billboards you see where they're trying to take away all your consumer rights, all your consumer protections, and allow a criminal to steal all your money, and the bank just washes its hands of it and says, oh, uh, wow, that's really too bad you lost all your money. You know the other thing about Zelle? Here's the worst thing that a number of banks are doing. They're signing people up for Zelle tied to their checking accounts without telling you that they've signed you up for something you didn't ask for that is absolute poison in your life. Shame, shame, shame. You know, if you want to know who Ebenezer Scrooge is and who delivers coal at Christmas, <laughs> it is the giant monster mega banks. So, and I don't know, Clark, are you able to opt out of Yes, Zell? yeah, you can. And people don't know that because most of the time that people have money stolen from their account through Zelle, they didn't even know what Zelle was and didn't even know it was active on their account. And it is unconscionable, the banks that automatically enroll people in Zelle, which they didn't ask for. It is unconscionable. It borders on criminal. <laughs> so 
The next is on credit cards and fraud that's happening, you know, always happens when you have a credit card. I mean, I've, I've had fraud on my account. Have you had fraud on your credit cards? Oh, of course. Some point? So what's happening now are the credit card companies, it seems, are saying, nope, that charge was yours. Um, I recently had a caller who had $600 in Uber charges and the credit card company said, no, that seems to be your pattern when it wasn't her pattern at all. And she kept trying to, you know, go through the bank and they were ignoring her and she wasn't getting her her money back. And then we did recommend that she go to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is a wonderful resource as well. And um, she did email me that she finally was refunded the money, but the consumer shouldn't have to go through all of that to get money back that was fraudulently charged on their card. Okay, so once again, you just heard another validation that the banks are from that place way down there that's really hot. But anyway, uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is awesome. And by the way, what I just said about banks, not every banker, not every bank is really rotten terrible. It just is kind of the theme and trend in the banking business. I think it goes back to the banksters that did all the criminal activity that led to the Great Recession and the housing bust and all that, 7 to 12, that they all got away with it, and it was like a green light to keep doing whatever. But anyway, we got to wrap this up with this, and that is everybody's on vacation from today through the end of the year, but how does somebody come the first of the year if there's something they haven't been able to resolve, they don't know what to do, they just have a question about a consumer problem, when and how do they get the free advice? Yes, so we will be open Monday, January 3rd, and we'll be open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, and you can reach us at 636-492-5275, and that's 636-49-CLARK. And I just want to thank all all my volunteers who've worked so hard this year helping the consumers, and I hope you and our volunteers and everyone have a wonderful holiday. Thank you very much, and thank you for your endless hard work and how you pivoted as we were able to keep operating through the pandemic, especially the phases of all the lockdowns and shutdowns, was miraculous. Thank you, Clark. Thanks. And I just want to say to you, that whatever you celebrate, if you do celebrate Christmas, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I hope that your life, not just is prosperous, because that's just one thing, but I hope your life is healthy and happy as well.